2: What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure... Uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state. Just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more go to policyadvocate.com that'd be policyadvocate.com or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with some the headlines.
1: It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauvel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pie, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the
2: Seminole Headlines, on ESPN Radio. This hour brought to you by our ride-and-die orthodontist, Birch Orthodontics. Yay, Birch. There you go. I did a yay. I did a yay because we don't have, everybody wanted us to say, Yo, yay, braces. I don't know. It's, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. So Yay, yay Birch works. Yay, Birch, Birch, Birch is right. Works. She tweeted at us, Ira, after the last single yes. headlines, and she said that they routinely yell, yay, braces. Oh, good. That's, yeah, that's but fun. they do that in the office. So there you go. There I, you think go. She,
0: I think she also hinted that maybe we might be getting some ride or die orthodontist merch coming, too so uh Dude, that would I mean? be a fun shirt to wear <laughs> yeah we, it really would hope we, we, maybe we'll bring him out at the big listener appreciation party when uh whenever Corey uh coordinates that
3: i'm trying,
0: yeah, trying. well
2: we've got a lot of we're juggling a lot of balls Ira. i'm gonna give Corey a pass on this one there's a lot of stuff going on it's summertime it's kind of weird there's a it's a weird juxtaposition we've got work we got to do so i know it's going to happen um if we have to Corey. Iron, and I'll, you know, maybe we'll have an intervention. We'll sit down with you. We'll get you motivated, get you moving, get you, it'd get be, this thing organized. Uh, it'd be cool if I had any help at
3: all, <laughs> other than just being no, no, fast on the show.
2: See, you see how this is changing? It went from, I'll be happy to do it, guys. I'll organize it to, oh, a little help would be nice. I'm just saying, <laughs> saying your
3: the power of your personalities could help, too. But we will have something. It will be almost certainly Horizons at some point. Around the fall, near football season, um, hopefully before the Notre Dame game.
0: With some uh, merch from your Roger Diet Orthodontist. Birchorthodontics.com is the website if you want a free consultation. Uh, they've got payment plans. If you decide to get some work done on your kids' raggedy teeth, uh, it's just a great place. They're great people, they do great work, and you should patronize Birch Orthodontics.
2: And Dr. Birch won't call your kids' teeth raggedy. Yeah, old gotta, gotta work the old snaggle Oh, tooth nice again. to meet you, Susan. Look at your jacked up teeth. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get you right. Come on over <laughs> here. And sit it's, too too <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. There's nothing you're I messed. can do. Yeah, There's nothing uh, I can
3: do. This mouth me. Mama, receive.
2: you made a good decision this morning when you brought <laughs> Susan in. Was, good God, look at that grill. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Steve writes, gentlemen. The FSU baseball team likes to put the baseball on the ground a lot. By the time they reach this level, they have countless hours of fielding. What should they focus on when they recruit? Speed, defense, power. Thanks for a great show. Um, yeah, I, I have to say, I do marvel at their ability to continue to struggle to pick up the baseball. It's like it's now part of their DNA. It's who they are now. Like I can't recall. When was the last time we watched a Florida State baseball season play out and we went, "Man, boy, boys, they pick it up." Man, did they pick it up? They're not like, gonna beat themselves, guys. They're gonna pick up the baseball.
3: 2012, when they had Sherman been... Johnson and Devin Travis. That's, That's it. it. And That's even it. that,
2: they had Gonzalez at
3: short, who wasn't Ooh. exactly, you know, Ozzy Smith. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah. It's I don't know. I don't know how they recruit in the sense that do you recruit a kid that just is a natural with the glove? Or are you more concerned with the bat, and you can teach them how to field, or you can make them a better fielder? Like there are some kids that just, they're born knowing how to field. They just have the ability to field a little bit. And I, I don't know what they do, but and how they teach it. It's not like they don't take infield. It's not like they don't take 100 ground balls a day. So I don't know, man. I don't know what they got to do, but they got to get better.
0: I do appreciate Corey with the Ozzy Smith reference because so the grief I get from my dated references, I'm listening to Wake Up Workshop the other day with Corey and Aslan. And Corey broke out somebody like, I think it was like Kenny Lofton. Or yeah.
3: Reference. I like said Kenny Lofton. He threw it to first like Kenny Lofton was running to first. I'm like, well, and, that's not a great reference.
0: And Aslan, who's a good co-host and a, and a kind-hearted soul, responds with, man, I love that reference. Like he was, he was tickled yeah. by Corey going yeah. to old school. But if I broke out Kenny Lofton, or Ozzy Smith. What would
3: re- I'm never going to give you grief about a sports reference that's in the 80s. It's a sports show. It's the show. movies. It's the it's, movies. You know, white, white Shadow or whatever <laughs> nonsense you watched back in your day in the 70s. Gunsmoke. Yeah, Those are the references guy, I give you grief about. Gunsmoke. Yeah. I love Lucy I've, stuff. Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Break, breaking it out, breaking it out. Yeah, no. I, listen, I, I like the Kenny Lofton reference. It would have been even spe- more special, I think, if you'd said Reggie Sanders or something like no, that. Like you just got yeah, you know, little Re- Reggie, Reggie Sanders. Sanders yeah. yeah, bring him in there. Uh, Michael writes, living here in Alabama, the vast majority of publications pretty much said Bama softball didn't lose. They just ran out of more innings to play. They said yeah. they still played better, and Montana is a better pitcher. Last time I checked, if you're on the verge of being run ruled, you're not playing better. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what they wrote about in Alabama. Uh, They they should just be sitting back talking about the next championship Nick's going to win because that's every year. So uh, I wouldn't worry about it too much. from
0: What's funny is, and, you know, we we talk about how, like, all the SEC schools, like, embrace Alabama's success as their success. Correct. I'm I'm curious if that's really how it works, though, because, like, that may be the public persona, but, like, so my daughter, my oldest, goes to UF. My middle one's going to be starting at FSU this fall, but my oldest one goes to UF her roommate's a huge sports fan, huge Gator sports fan. And so when I told my daughter Molly, her roommate, you know, I said, yeah, Florida State's playing Alabama. And, uh, and she goes, oof. And I go, you know about Alabama softball? Cause Molly doesn't know anything about sports. And she's like, Oh yeah. Bailey talks about them all the time. The Alabama wins in everything. All she does is complain about how Alabama wins at everything. And I was thinking, <laughs> so, you know, but, but, but if, when Alabama does win though, then, then we're all going to stand up and, and, and celebrate.
2: But then, it's got to suck. It. It's got to suck for them too. Yeah. No. Listen. And 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 I would correct her roommate. Alabama doesn't win in everything. They don't. Their baseball team doesn't win the national championship every year. Their softball team sure as hell isn't because they've been knocked out. Their basketball team is rarely good. Gymnasts they though, they're football. good. They're good
3: at gymnastics. They're, they're and good football.
2: at the gymnastics, but golf, I think they're pretty good at golf. They're pretty good at golf, but they, you know they're not Oklahoma State. They're not Oklahoma. They're not Pepperdine. They're 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 pretty good at golf. Georgia's better in golf. You're right. And Georgia you wins go. in gymnastics and tennis too, and yeah. diving. I didn't even know Alabama had a gymnastics team. You're telling me they're good, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm um, serious. So. I didn't. I didn't have any. I interview. mean, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. Travis, writes, Some of them Bama softball girls have never left the Bama table. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's not really a question. That's just an observation. <laughs>
3: See, that's what I'm talking about. Like every team has, <laughs> it's one body type for Florida State's team. And I know it, it, you, you're treading in dangerous waters when you start yeah, talking about say, that's not, female yeah. athletes' body types, but it is noticeable. Like I, it, it is noticeable to see that like the first Sidney <clears throat> Sherrill, uh, uh, Moffitt, Mudge, they, they all have the same body type, Harding. They're just athletes that can really run. They can hit, like Harding hit a ball well, I don't know, 260 feet, that ball was crushed. Yeah. But they also, she's recruiting she's recruiting kids that can take, you hit a ball into the gap and you're definitely getting a double. You're scoring from second on a single. The ball gets a foot yeah, away they from don't the catcher. Be, you're going to third. They don't, yeah. be pinched,
0: they don't have to be pinched run for every time, um, which some of these players do. So, yeah, it's a, it's
2: a different approach for sure. Butch writes, hello, boys, I've watched many of the regionals, and it's clearly apparent to me that our baseball stadium is outdated. You think, Butch, I've been doing this for 10 years, telling everybody that that stadium's a dump. When I first started talking about it, people were like, dude, what is wrong with you? You can't talk about Hauser that way. And I'd say, listen, get over it. Go inside that place. It's unsafe it's so damn dated. You walk around that place, man. There's rust everywhere. There's puddles for no reason. You know what it is. It hasn't it has just... rained in a month, and there's puddles everywhere in that place. It doesn't make it's, any sense. It's,
0: it's starting to, damp. It's, starting
2: to
0: it is,
3: it's starting to feel like the orange bowl. I swear to God. It really it's, is.
2: Ooh, it's just damp.
3: It's just a damp place in the in the bowels. It's I don't sorry. know about y'all's bowels, but the, the bowels <laughs> of house are, are damp.
2: And you know need, there's it, just puddles. There's just puddles. From Random what? Puddles. What? I, I say this every time I'm over there. Ira, when we were over there watching spring football together, remember yeah. that? We were yeah, walking yeah. By. There's a, a, a freaking lake by the steps. <laughs> it hasn't rained in a year. What are we doing? What, this is silly. <laughs> I'm, uh,
0: waiting, I'm waiting for the homeless to start setting up camps in there.
2: Oh, man. Oh, It's probably not good enough for the homeless. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> oh. I'm not staying in that dump. <laughs> they're like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, the rest of Butch's question is, do you guys think it's a, a possible reason why we overlooked for a regional site this year? Huh? Oh, man, hadn't thought about that. Maybe the people from the uh, committee like, man, we can't possibly in good conscience send people to that dump of a stadium. We're not doing it. We're not They're doing it. They're about the
3: safety and well-being of the student-athletes. They can't send them there. No, they it was the, have- uh, the RPI being in the, the mid-40s was why they didn't get to host.
2: That's correct. James writes, yay, retainers. It's been great to see Terrence Mann playing important minutes during the NBA playoffs for a contender. How has his ceiling changed from pre-draft to now? Man, that's a great story. We love talking about him. And to play in a game seven and come off the bench, what was it, five minutes, six minutes into the game? Yeah. And to, and to drop 15. Man, that's so good. I love that kid. He, he's somebody that everybody can be proud of. Uh, if you love 4 state basketball, he's really emblematic of that program. And he didn't play at all I don't think
3: last night in their game one no. lost to Utah which is weird cuz he was so vital in the game 7 game.
0: But you know it was weird like in in the series before though I think there was the first or second game he didn't play. Yeah. He didn't play much. And then they came out and they're like okay we're definitely going to play him a lot going forward and they did and they started winning. They kind of turned the series Yeah, do they are
3: they going to do it again? Are they going to make the same mistake? So look he's not a scorer. He's not a shooter. They they I think the clippers set a record for the most forty percent three point shooters on one team. He wasn't one of them but right. but he he does those he keeps balls you know he he tips a ball back for an offensive rebound he can t- attack the basket man i i was I wasn't convinced he would ever play in the nBA when he was here, even when he was becoming a good player. Now
2: I'm convinced he's going to be in the league for ten years and make a hundred million dollars. For he's timing. the kind of guy that would be in the league for that long because he does all of the little things. It's a cliche, but he does, and he did that here. He did yeah. that here. Yeah, you would. Look you just at the didn't know it would you translate.
3: Like, you didn't know it would right. translate at that level, but it has. And yeah, he's, he's going to play for a decade. He's going to play for a decade and make I don't know, probably maybe not hundred, but seventy or eighty million dollars. And he's going to be the seventh guy on a team on a really good team. And he's going to be a role player and be a really good role player.
2: No, it's, it's fun to see. It's fun to see. More questions in a moment. Stay with us. Seminal Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio.
1: Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio.
2: All right, we get back to the questions now as Corey opens up his Coke. Come on, man. Uh, you didn't give me a
3: second. Literally, I oh. waited until you said we'll We're be do- back on Seminole Headlines. You're doing will- the show,
2: man. We're doing start, the show. Uh, Chris writes, when is the lac- uh, lacrosse mega camp in Atlanta? <laughs> and will Corey Clark be covering it live on the ACC network? Thanks in advance. I have to. Well, not for the ACC network, for War
3: Chant. I have to, man. It's, because it's the fastest. I don't know if you guys know this, fastest-growing sport in the country. Hey, so I did, did you guys I didn't see, see the ratings? I didn't see the ratings for the, for the mm-hmm. who won with the Virginia win, but I'm sure they were massive.
2: Hey, did you see that the, one of our friends, one of our listeners of Seminole Headlines badgered um, the, the esteemed host of uh, Packer, yes, 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 yes. Oh, no, I did. Did you see it, the exchange?
0: It was no. actually a fine conversation, yeah. One, it was, it was uh, yeah, somebody listens to the show, was tweeting at them, basically, you know, making fun of lacrosse or whatever. I can't remember what he would set him off originally, but um, uh, Packer actually started kind of going back with him, and and you know, and he was explaining, look, man, lacrosse, they, they play for the national championship, we're you know, we're trying to give up airtime. We're going to have one of the things he did say that was kind of interesting. He said, We're going to have more and more shows that will give us an opportunity to focus more on football. So I think that's coming from high up on high. So I think that's encouraging to hear that it's not, you know, they're, they're going to expand what they're doing and they will have more football talk.
3: So, you know, that's an idea. That's something to think about just around the draft, maybe.
2: Maybe that's something yeah, to think about around the draft after, when the number one pick is from the ACC. Probably a good idea to be really hyper focused mm-hmm. on. You know, the that's again, that's why I don't understand the draft
3: was, what was that? Was the draft five weeks ago, four weeks ago? It's a long time ago. And yeah. what were they, what were they so invested in lacrosse for then? Like conference it even, tournaments. Conference, oh, conference, so they went from conference tournaments to national championships. It was all lacrosse all the time. It was nuts. Anyway, that was, <laughs> I thought they were playing the national championship then. And even then it didn't make sense. But I was like, Trip okay, rights. they're all playing for the national championship
2: trip writes howdy boys with all the recruiting buzz and season predictions i think we're overlooking the future of jordan travis if milton can go and duffy is as good as advertised it's hard to envision travis starting at quarterback again but like Sweet pea said if he could throw as well as he runs he'd win the heisman he's undoubtedly the team's best playmaker right now but how do you how do you three expect his career in garnet and gold to play out i do think it's an interesting question because i will say this you know guys we 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 I know Warchant.com obviously covers recruiting, but the three of us allow the people whose job it is to cover recruiting to do it, and we watch from afar. But I've had a bunch of people who do exactly that tell me that A.J. Duffy is the truth, that that was a huge get for Florida State, that he's a real player, a very good quarterback.
0: Apparently your boy Nico Marchio feels that way. Well, we
2: knew that was coming. (laughs) I'm not going to say what I want to say. But anyhow, so – yeah. Duffy's the truth, right? Well, if that's the case, it is hard to envision Jordan Travis starting at quarterback again. And it's easy for me to say, well, just go be a playmaker. If he's like, no, man, I'm a quarterback. Well, then this isn't going to work out. I mean, I don't, I don't know that we
3: think Duffy's going to start as a true freshman next year. Uh, he could. Well, no, of but... course. No, 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 no. He won't have to because Milton's going to start.
2: No, so, no next uh, year. Uh, it, you mean the following 2022. Fall
3: so uh, so I, I don't I, I think even if there's a stopgap here, I think Jordan Travis is part of your plans, at quarterback, even if it's to to be the stopgap in between Milton and Duffy. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I think the kid definitely thinks he's a quarterback. He hasn't shown anything that he just absolutely can't do it. He's not James Blackman like he's had he's had some good moments. And yeah, it, it this year, I think, is the 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 key to Jordan Travis's career. If he can, if he, can, you know, even if he doesn't start, he's going to play some, clearly. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think that if he sticks it out, plays pretty well, they're going to use him in some variety, uh, some way, for sure. And next year, I think he's, he probably goes in as your starting quarterback. I would think, if he's still here. Like, who knows what, I, if
2: is going to be here. You know, that's, that's interesting, too. Michael Ritello, you smiling sausage slingers. Hypothetically. Would you rather lose a game by a runner with a torn ACL reaching first base on an air or give up 10 runs with two outs to ultimately lose 19 to one to a school with a direction in their name?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think you're going to go with the, to say this error. I think you're going to, you're going to take that one.
2: Maybe, maybe. I don't know, man. It's, 19
3: it's, to one is rough. That's embarrassing. That's yeah, that's but it's really over. Embarrassing. Early.
2: It's over early, man. At that point, you know, it's over. I don't know. It it was over when it was like seven to one and they were disinterested. I don't know. Uh, All right. So T. do I have this right? I'm not saying this name right. Evening lads with Norvell's track record of setting his assistant coaches up for uh, extramural promotion uh, promotions. I'm always on edge about losing our key recruiters coaches to other programs. Which assistants do you envision us not retaining much longer due to their skill set and current role within the program? Dillingham, Papuchis, Atkins, Woodson, Dugans, others.
0: I mean, I think the one everybody's got their eye on is Alex Atkins. Um, You know, and everybody, you know, is hopeful that that he'll stay. And I, you know, I think he, I think there's a good chance he will for a while. Um, You know, because it's a, it's a, this is a good situation. One of the things about, like, from a coach's standpoint, when they look at jobs, I mean, obviously, money's a big factor. Um, another big factor is like what you get to work with talent wise, but another big factor is like, can you, what kind of progress can you make at that position? Like there's a lot more risk taking a job for a team that's already been successful in an area. And then what are you going to add to it? What are you bringing to it? Well, I mean, at Florida state, they just looked a little below average last year and people thought he was a miracle worker. If he continues to make progress in that position, I think it just does more and more for his stock. I mean, we heard talk that some other schools were looking at him this offseason, um, and I think he'd be a guy that is, a lot of people are really interested in. But, it, you know, I think he, if he likes this situation, I could see him staying for a couple more years. Uh, Marcus Woodson's the other one I think that really is probably going to be in demand just because he's very good as a recruiter. I
2: mean,
0: Travis Hunter, uh, I mean, there's uh, several guys that they're in on at DB that are almost specifically because – of Florida State. I mean, Travis Hunter's a Florida State fan, but Marcus Woodson's a big part of that too. Um, so he's a guy that I think would be in high demand. But I don't know of anybody else that really is going to be. People are beating down the door, unless something you know, unless they really. Dillingham's got a, a good reputation, but I think he's going to stay with Norvell for a while.
2: Well, and also let's. I mean, they just got here. I mean, good lord, yeah, they just yeah. got here. I mean, and last season didn't even hardly count. So and okay, their we, offense look, was look,
3: terrible. Right. You know, you know, it was it was terrible. The whole team was terrible. But uh, you know, yeah. so it's not like Alabama's like, did you see what Dillingham did last year with that Blackman kid? Right.
2: right. Let's put our no, let's no, no. get our,
3: let's put our money behind that.
2: Uh Greg writes last week y'all talked about how Norvell hasn't seen or coached a championship team. Last I checked Odell coached on one, so I was wondering if you all know how often Norvell Goes to coaches like Odell for coaching insights and suggestions. Seems like Norvell's a humble enough guy to do something like that. Thanks, guys. You all are a a highlight of the week. Thank you,
3: Greg. By the way, just before we answer that question, can you imagine Odell, like, what this month has been like for him compared to the previous? Well, I'm sure Jimbo worked him hard, but he worked under Bobby. Can you imagine what Odell's Junes used to look like? What they've looked (laughs) like in the past. And what this what this month has been like? I mean, they're getting up. They're having four thirty a.m. staff meetings, four thirty a.m. staff meetings because they the campers are coming in at five thirty. Odell's got to be like, what what is this? I didn't. This hasn't been anything. I just the 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 way his his life has changed with Norvell has to be really uh, really something.
2: I also think that if you're engaged and you want to win and you're on the last years of your coaching career, you're really relieved to see a guy who's this organized and invested in, in getting to where they need to go. So if anything, I'd like to believe yeah. it has uh, rejuvenated. Sure. I just passion. think it's got to be yeah. a
3: shot to the system. That like They're out there yeah. every day for hours upon hours, right, Ira? I mean, Odell's out there. He's busting his butt, working, waking up. He's 4 4.30 a.m. staff meetings, man. That's crazy.
2: It is. Um, real quick, I
0: am, I am, I am. I I think Odell's always been a hard worker though,
3: Corey. I don't know what you're trying to imply here. I wasn't trying to imply anything. Just the, the life change from, I'm sure he worked hard, but, so, but Ira, camps, Ira, I'm going to interrupt. He's not Corey. used to I'm these inter-
2: camps. Corey. Time out, time out. I love that Ira did that because I knew he was thinking it. I was looking at him because it did come across. I know what your intent was, but it did come across like you were perhaps besmirching, Odell's no. work ethic, and I know Odell? that's not what you were trying to do. Sure, because this is the other part of what I know. The reason that you brought up the four thirty thing is that it takes it. It's it's a ghastly idea to you <laughs> specifically, sure. like specifically you thinking about somebody, anybody on Earth getting up at four thirty. You, you're absolutely appalled. What, what would have happened?
0: Let me ask you this: What would have happened if Corey had been Corey's soul, his spirit? However, this all works. Was born, the son of a farmer in Iowa. <laughs> Dude. He like, been what, beaten what, by that father. What, what would, like, would you be? What would you be sitting there on some, you know, cow ranch or whatever, right now, saying? Man, he said those...
3: cow ranch. <laughs> would you be? Would what you would be, you have been doing, <laughs> Mister Cow Ranch? Oh. Uh, there's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
0: would not be milking any cows either. I'm just saying. That, Look, I would have but... made
3: the argument I, ma- I would make to Norvell. is like, what's wrong with this meeting at 8.30? Why does that cow have to be milked before <laughs> the sun's up? The yeah. milk's still going to be there at 9.30 or 11. He'll, he'll have get a milked when I things... get out
2: there. We have a lot of other things to
3: do throughout yeah. the day, Corey. We, we have... dad, the tractors have lights on them. For some reason, we can do this at 8 p.m. We don't have to be out there at noon or two before the sun goes down like it's 1685. We got electricity out here. That, I would have been made that argument and then gotten out of Iowa as <laughs> quickly as possible.
2: Very quickly. Seminole Headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment.
1: Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio.
2: Sean writes, just wanted to give you an update from Oxford. The baseball facilities were awesome, better than ours. Most are these days, Sean. The food was excellent. The city is picturesque of what you would think a true southern town would look like. The campus was beautiful and the fans were by far the best we've encountered. The biggest disappointment from us and the team's family members was the lack of seminal fans in attendance. Besides the families, there were about 20 of us. You would think after a year of no traveling, a different venue in the south, and a playoff berth that our fan base would rally to our baseball team's cause. How do we fix this? Well, Sean is touching on the bigger subject that we were talking about in the first hour and some this hour too, Corey, that like, there's no real momentum right now for this baseball program. And it may seem like that's an overly harsh criticism, given that this was a year affected by the pandemic, given that the team, you know, is just two years removed from being out in Omaha. They have a, a recruiting class on the handle that is top 10. So, it, it may seem like we're overstating it, but I do think when you read Sean's question, you kind of read into that a little bit. It doesn't feel like this is an energized fan base for Florida State baseball.
3: I don't think we answered the last question about: Do you think Norvell goes to Odell at all, or Dugans, and asks? No, those types? I don't
2: think he does. Uh, no, the answer's
0: uh, no. I mean, there might be a specific case here. Or there mm-hmm. where where and they, and they have meetings where they they discuss things. But yeah, I don't know that he. They're going specifically. Hey, what did you guys do and? 20 you know or or 1999 or 2000 whatever
3: to to do to be good well we threw it to peter warwick oh okay well do we have one of those no Uh, we had Corey simon uh yeah so back to sean's question um and also I, i do think odell is a hard worker clear obviously i was just saying it's a it's a change. He's He's gone through some changes here with these coaching staffs. I think um, you would
0: prefer this over maybe what he was doing the two years before this.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Correct. Um, uh, I, yeah, man, I don't know, though, man. I, I don't – again, Florida State baseball hasn't sunken into the bottom of the ocean, and the fandom just seems to have waned considerably. Yeah, I don't know what it would have been like 13 years ago, like if Buster's team had gone to Oxford, how many Florida State fans have been there? would have been there – but probably more than twenty. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know that we. I don't know. I don't know what can can be done to rejuvenate this fan base. Give them a better. Give them a better venue. Give them a better product. Um, both. I, I still don't know. I don't know what it would do. I, I just. You. You looked at that Ole Miss crowd. It's thousands upon thousands of students. I bet they had more students at that game than Florida State had students at their games all year long. Yeah, students were
2: allowed to go. There's just no interest in it. You flip around. Again, it's been uh, a rude awakening flipping around the other regionals and seeing the impassioned fans show up to support the better venue, uh, the, the, the excitement out in the bleachers and left field and right field at these other stadiums. Florida State's got a ways to go. They've got to do something to energize this place. Tony Wright, hello, gents. Can we get the women to teach the men how to pick up the baseball and handle situations? Jeez. Well, there you go, Tony. Yeah, we've been saying that today. That's, and that uh, was one thing.
3: I didn't even think Florida State did that incredibly well in game one against Oklahoma. Like, uh, Mason had the air. They had a failed suicide squeeze bunt where it actually should have been an out. It hit her out of yeah. the box, but they called mm-hmm. it. And then she she struck out with a runner on third. Their last inning, they had second, third, nobody out, didn't get a run home. Like they 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 did some things that they don't normally they had bad base running in the first inning where she gets doubled up on the diving catch.
0: Well, and you can look at that two no, you're right on that. But you can also look at that like two ways. They had a chance to be up, I don't know, oh, twelve goodness. to four. Oh yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. A, yeah. point being, yeah. It
3: wasn't like Florida State played incredibly Flawlessly. over their head. Right. It right. did everything right, and that's the only way they won. They they made some mistakes too, and still doubled them up.
2: Uh, Blair just writes: Get you some of that Beth Moens. Her and the rest of that crew <laughs> with the high fiving after the Bama home run go that? to hell. Like I know. that's the
0: thing. It's they've been so crappy to Florida State, in my opinion, during this this whole run. That it's almost like normalized the fact that they showed their announcers high fiving when the other team hit a home run.
2: It's weird. I mean, it's very I mean, weird. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that. Before. I mean, you the- don't remember when McDonough and Eddie Perez <laughs> would high five? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I don't
2: recall that. It was crazy. I, mean, I, I get uh, that. I get that. You
0: know, you've got somebody that went to the school. The one girl there went to Alabama. It's like Barkley, if Auburn's playing, he's going to be excited. But for them to be like high fiving with other announcers that are called I mean, it's just in in the way Beth Mowins and you know, God bless her, I'm sure she's a great human being, who knows? But man, it's unbearable. I was so glad well, to be that was the best part of being in Oklahoma City right now, is I didn't have to watch the broadcast.
3: Well, and I'm muted. I, I had it on mute. I was listening to podcasts and watching the game. Uh but what I what I was gonna say is like we we talk about wanting to treat women's athletics like like to normalize it to just make it athletics and i think if you listen to our first segment in that first hour it wasn't like it, we just talked about the game we it's talked about novelty. the team it's not a novelty they're athletes and they're really good and we talked and broke down the game or tried to break down the games and their strengths and then they still still espn still wants to make it it's a women's thing it, it, respect this respect these athletes it's like it, but then also we're going to high five like we're watching a rec league game we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna abandon all professionalism. They had the people on the set wearing a Star Wars mask uh, in the set out in right field and T-shirts. <laughs> right. Are you gonna, are you gonna treat it like it's important? Are you gonna treat it like it's a kids' show? Because you can't do both. You can't, you can't want people to take this thing seriously and then high five after home runs and wear a Star Wars mask. They don't do that at the College World Series and they don't do that in March Madness. So why are you doing it for the biggest stage for
2: this sport? Anyway, off my high Switch- horse. Switched it, over to, switched it over to Twitter, and Scott writes, softball and basketball have provided opportunities to watch talented, but young teams grow over a season and get hot at the right time. This is one of the great joys in, in the sport. When was the last football or baseball team season that fits that description? Yeah, people are coming in hot today on, on FSU baseball. That was just an ugly deal. It certainly doesn't help them that this softball team is this much fun to watch. Like Yeah, They shouldn't resent them. I'm just saying the timing of this team that everybody has fallen in love with. And for good reason, I might add to be, to be across from or juxtapose that to this baseball team, which makes a ton of errors, strikes out all the time, doesn't play smart. It's not a good look. It's just not good. And it's, and it's
0: not just that person. And it's not us. I mean, literally, I mean, I, you know, there's not a ton of Florida state fans here in Oklahoma city, but the couple of the ones I talked to yesterday It's kind of one of the first things they brought up was how different this is, how much more fun this is, and it's not just because of success.
3: Well, to answer the question, though, the baseball team did it two years ago. They barely got in the tournament and made it to Omaha. They got hot, right? They got hot. The bad team got hot and got in Omaha. But that was the the gist of the question. Um, And then they got to Omaha and scored a total of two runs in three games.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, they got got shut down. But they won one of those games, Corey.
3: Yeah, they Um, did. I remember.
2: One to nothing. But, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, that team was, was not as likable as the softball team, though. Sure. I mean, that was, it was amazing. I went to the Baton Rouge Regional, and that was really cool to watch. Um, I was stunned that they won that regional, and they did it, and you know, they swept it. Right. But if, I mean, you got the
0: kid from the club team coming up with big hits. I mean, it felt like a mirage. Like, I don't think the softball
2: team feels like a mirage to me. Right. Right. Uh, Chop City writes, the mental fortitude and grit of this softball team are truly remarkable. They both back down from anybody regardless of the circumstances. Can FSU's football team adopt this mentality and surprise some teams this season? A la Notre Dame to get the year rolling? Great rug, by the way, Jeff. Oh, thank you, Chop City. Um, As far as uh, can they surprise – I do think FSU's football team could upset somebody. And as Corey likes to point out, it's not illegal. You're allowed to upset people. You can, you can win a game. You're not favored to win every now and again. It's possible. It is harder in football physically. It is just, it is, you know, you
0: you kind of are what you are.
2: Yeah. And in football, bigger, stronger, faster, pretty much wins. That's not always true in baseball. It's not always true in softball. Um, Brian writes, does meat need to bring in a hitting coach? team lived and died by hitting dongs all year and couldn't manufacture runs to save their life well i mean that's the approach that's ira you talked about the approach they didn't they weren't going to adjust i know they're different Um, sports
3: but you would think there'd be some crossover between, like whoever the oklahoma hitting coach is whoever it is whether it's a female or a male i mean they're hitting 69 mile an hour fastballs from 40 whatever 48 feet i mean they're the equivalent of like 96 mile an hour fastballs in baseball and they square them up all the time so what are they teaching, and can you bring that to a baseball team? And if you can, how much do you pay that person to come to Tallahassee? Because I would note that I would note that a softball is huge. Sure, but it's also going it's really not. fast, and it's moving. It's, it's going up. It's, it's going down. It's going it's, sideways. I'm just
2: saying. I'm just saying, hitting a softball I think is easier to do than hitting a baseball thrown at 100 miles per hour. I do. Well, sure, but but
3: yes, there, I just there, want to point the,
2: that out. When the speed. That
3: they, the speed of 96. The speed of ninety-six or ninety-seven, no matter if it's big or not, it's hard to get your bat yeah, you to get, it and barrel it. But, no, no, no. but you have a,
0: but you but you do have a better chance of squaring it up. You have a yeah, much sure. better
2: chance of sure. squaring it up. That's they, all I'm I mean That's their hard. numbers
3: are their numbers are but the 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 key to the swing, short to the ball, see the ball, you know, not a big load, all that, and just transfer the power. They're teaching it better at Oklahoma than anywhere in the country. Go pay them to do it here. Anyway, we're also, I was I've just been, thinking about that. They don't, they don't really do that a lot, or at all.
0: Yeah, they also have great talent. I mean, they're just, you know, they're, I looked at one of the girls last night. I was like, man, that girl's really good. She's a freshman. She was the number one player in the country last year. Which one, the leadoff
3: hitter? With,
0: uh, 24.
3: Wow. Whoever uh, their leadoff yeah. hitter
2: is, she, she has She's... 92 RBIs. It's the freshman, right? <laughs> 92 RBIs. <laughs> Mike writes, I saw the over under for ACC wins is four. Surely this football team can get to four ACC wins and at worst be a push. Right, guys? Um, Looking for gambling okay. advice. Well, and I like that We're, about, we're here for them. It's a modern world here, buddy. I mean, this is what we do. <laughs> uh, responsible adults are allowed to gamble with their money. Right. Um, four ACC wins, guys. Okay. You want to do the schedule? Do we do this? We, we normally don't do this on some of the headlines, but Me I actually want to do it. Um, let's go. Here we go. I'm pulling it up. Again, Board. Notre Dame right off the Board. bat. You already know that. Um, they're, not gonna, they're not likely to win that football game. That doesn't count and anyway. That's, it's not an ACC uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, Wake Forest is a critical game. That's yeah. a 50-50 game. But where are we giving them guaranteed? We're trying to get to four ACC wins that we feel very good about. Syracuse so they, is one. Yeah.
0: Wake Forest is on Snuggy Hill this year, by the way. Just to- yeah, yeah they don't do well so, up there.
2: Well, listen, I actually think it's hard to get to 4 ACC wins because I'm going to give you Syracuse. I'll probably Louisville. give you I'll probably give you Louisville. You got Louisville and
3: NC State at home. Those are okay. w- eminently winnable. You got Wake and, and Forest on the, on the road. on
2: Those are
3: those are winnable though. What so what how many not- are at, how many are no chance? Just one, really, Clemson. So, if you Clemson feel like you have seven won. if you have seven coin flips and I feel oh, wait like a those minute, are... wait a minute, wait
2: a minute. No, no, no. Florida State will be an underdog against North Carolina. Florida State will be an underdog against Miami. they'll be a two
3: point underdog against Miami. They're at home. That's not going to be a huge spread. You, you're talking about coin flips for
2: six of the eight games. No, I think you're talking about coin flips about five. But Miami will be a definitive favorite. Yeah, but, but, but the Florida problem is like four so points.
0: If, but even if I'm going to keep say, going
2: up. But even if you
0: say that six of them are coin flips, that means by the numbers you win three of them. You win three, four.
2: Yeah, right, no, well, I think Four is a four is a good number. Actually, it's uh,
3: Vegas. Yeah, a Vegas, Vegas nailed it. I think. I think a push is likely. I think a push is is a, is a definite hey, possibility. And I know nobody wants to hear this,
0: but in a, because you know Florida State fans don't want to believe it. But if Florida State goes five hundred in the conference, it was a it was a very good year. Yeah. What, happened, very, what, what happened
3: to our show? What Damn happened to just, our show? No, we, we're not irrational. I remember. I remember five years ago, Jeff being like, "If Jimbo keeps going there's three games a year, we're gonna they're gonna run him out of town." And yeah. now we're are we are we're like, "Hey, if they go four and four, do cartwheels. That's a good year." Oh That's man, where we're That's, at. Well, we're a softball show now, anyway. <laughs>
2: it's just the reality of the situation. That's where we're at. We're really good at sports that nobody cares about. Really good at them. We'll mm. kick your ass in volleyball. We'll kick your yep. ass <laughs> We'll kick your ass on the track, soccer, women's tennis, softball, golf, yeah, tennis. Come on, get you some. Now, if you want to play football, you're going to have to find five or six other teams in the league that do it better than <laughs> us. <laughs> right. We'll come back, wrap it up momentarily.
1: Seminal headlines will take a breather. More next.
2: Wrapping it up. We'll get to some more questions in just a moment, but we don't want to forget to give some love to the uh, awesome. Awesome, Horizons Bar and Grill. Uh, It is delicious. I go frequently. When Corey's in town, he does too. I know this because I've met him over there before. Ira's been a part of that group as well. I've met countless people out and about in the last month or so who have uh, taken us up on the offer to go over there, check out their food, enjoy the environment, sit out on the back porch. Probably missed your window to sit on that back porch, guys. Probably missed the window. It's about about 8 o'clock. yeah, yeah. You got to get there late to do it then. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that's okay because inside, anywhere you turn your head, there's a TV. And, of course, they've got a wide array of local beers and beers offered from throughout the state. And then, of course, they've got delicious food, most importantly. So you're good to go, man. Horizons Bar and Grill, make sure you go over there. It's uh, – uh, B- Bannerman Crossing, or whatever the hell that is called, um, it's uh, it's a fantastic place to go get food. Just look it up on the Google, guys. You know how to do it. And folks, you might, a lot of people from out of town. You probably won't be in
3: Tallahassee until this fall, until football season. But it'll be perfect for football season. Weather will be cooler. You can go out there. They got TVs out there on the patio. They got oh, yeah. TV, TVs inside. It's a sports bar with good food that feels like a family restaurant. It's got it's all encompassing. It's all-encompassing, guys, with craft beer. God, oh, they got some craft beer. Your Holy favorites. Yeah, well, all your yeah. favorites. Yeah. Yeah. They got Oyster like, Bay. They got Scar
2: called. Town. They got <laughs> it all. Uh, what are your favorite non-FSU-related rivalries, writes Matt. Alabama-Auburn, Texas OU, Pirates vs. First Base. Oh, that's funny, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I, it, it is crazy. Hey, by the way, my, mine is uh, definitely... Uh, OU, Texas, because OU always wins that game. Um, here we go. We've got Chris writing, how nervous were you guys in the last couple of innings as a fan, and how does it compare to baseball, football, and basketball? Dude, I'm nervous any time Florida State has a chance to win something of significance in any sport. If I'm watching it, I'm nervous about it because they're on the precipice of winning a championship. So it's it's the same as watching basketball or baseball or football. Um, I mean, if, if you love your team –
0: I love the picture uh, you posted of uh, you in front of the TV. Because I do the same thing. Like, I'll, I'll stand in front stand. of the TV. It's, it's so funny. Like, I, I guess everybody does this. But we now have these 60, 70, in your case, 80-something-inch TVs.
2: 80-plus inches. But yes. we go
0: up and stand in front of them. Like, we can't see them.
2: Yeah. Hey, so that happened organically. And it's the only reason I posted it. My wife thought it was funny. She saw me doing it. She told yeah. me this later. She saw me doing it earlier in the night. And she was walking in and out. She was kind of paying attention, but not paying attention the way I was. And so we'd go to commercial break, and I'd flip over to the Bolts game, and they had a chance to close out Carolina, which they did. So I'd flip over there. Then I'd flip back to the FSU game. So I was pretty much standing the whole damn night with with my team's and she finally just grabbed her but phone and took a picture and then sent it to me and was like, That's you all night long watching this team play softball. She thought it was do hilarious.
0: You, do you do that, Corey? Corey, you're always just sitting, right? Like you don't do that, do you?
3: The only time I remember doing it was uh I stood up when Trey Young hit the game winner against the Knicks in game one. Me and Brady were watching it and I was standing up. And then when the Braves in the against the Dodgers, they got a two oh they had like an eight two lead in the last inning and it got to eight seven with the runner at third and he got the <laughs> final out. I, I was standing with Brady then, and we and we we did a little high five and jumped into each other's backs. But yeah, usually I just sit down. I sit in my chair and just know that pain is coming. Like I don't <laughs> have funny. the volume on. I have I don't I don't like I just don't watch it with volume. I, I for some reason, it calms me not to listen to the crowd being really loud, whether it's a Florida State softball or a Hawks game. I, when they're on the road, I just always have the volume off. I don't want to hear the weird. big cheer when Embiid hits a, a fourteen you're, footer. I don't need to hear it. You're a strange human being. I'm before. a strange guy. What you I was going to say too it. about this softball is if that had, if that play that Oklahoma made, and it's a great relay, great relay. How do you get thrown out at home when you're down by four in the she, last inning and you've got Ruth and Garrett coming up? Like, how she, do you do yeah. it? She owned it.
0: Um, I'll give you I'll give it. credit because you. Have, a Lot of times we talk about this, like sometimes softball coaches or women's basketball coaches, like the questions aren't as tough sometimes and things yeah. like that. Like you're treated differently. I mean they got the columnist from the Oklahoma paper, that Barry guy, I can't remember his Barry name. Trammell, yeah. Yeah. He uh I mean he was just like, uh, yeah, and two questions. One, why'd you do this? And two, why'd you send her home? And uh she said she goes, I just I screwed up. She's like, it's on me. I So the head coach said,
3: is the third base coach?
0: Yeah. she Oh, said, I don't I just, think I knew that. Yeah, she just she was like she's like I she said I I felt like we had, you know, the place would erupt, and I I thought we had emotions, and and then if we make that play, they're on their heels, and they still have to make that play. And she's like, but it was just dumb. There's no no excuse for it. But
3: also my point being that if that had happened in a men's game, a baseball game, in that situation, they would have killed the decision to run home. But those, the announcers are like, oh, well, that, you know, there's a tough play there. It didn't work out for them. It's like, no, you should be criticizing that decision because it was – Read exactly
2: like you read do it, do it like that. It they make bad yes. decisions,
3: and it was complete buffoonery to try that in that spot. Anyway,
2: sorry, I made me laugh. Uh, yeah. Chris, writes, great, great everyone, relay too. You know, everyone has been tweeting about the biased coverage slanted against us. I think we should remove the veil of unbiased announcers from all sporting events. To be honest, be biased, make people mad. I think it could be funny and add entertainment value. One for each team. Your thoughts? Well, well I, there's, a, I, I, there's a YouTube channel dedicated to that where if you can watch soccer, uh, you know, you can watch Premier League where two, you know, two guys who root for uh, opposing teams yell at each other and, and make fun of their fans. It's great. Remember when uh, every year
3: Sunshine Sports would have the Florida-Florida yes, State game, right, it would be Nat right. Moore and Keith Jones. Yeah. And Nat Moore was a lot more unprofessional Pro-game. than Keith. Uh, you, pro, you yeah, can, Pro yeah, Gator, yeah, but you, you,
0: you can knew can tell there was some Keith.
3: animosity in there.
0: Yeah, you could tell Keith wanted to throw him through the window.
3: Like the 2003 game with the, uh, all the crazy calls, the questionable yeah. calls that went Florida State's way and Nat Moore going crazy and Keith Jones. Like, I think I, – I love that idea. I think it would be awesome to be like if Beth Mowens just straight out said, we need Oklahoma to get a hit here. They yes. got to come through here. <laughs> we can't
2: have this team from
3: Tallahassee winning another one. This is a Midwest sport. This isn't
2: hey guys, a, a... – guys, if you haven't noticed during the broadcast – we're really getting tired of this Florida State team.
3: Yeah. So I'm just going
2: to tell you right now that this <laughs> has to stop. Somebody yeah. needs to get a hit for Oklahoma. Well, let's get it together, Sooners. Come on. Let's go. So Michelle, I when complete. I say boomer, you say sooner. You let's say- go boomer.
0: I just, I, I really love this. Like, if it's like the sixth inning or seventh inning and something happens, Florida State makes a big play and, and the realization hits their announcing crew, the Florida State's about to win the national title and they just lose their. Yeah. Their yeah. yeah. They just start throwing
3: <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like, I geez. guess I guess Florida State's
2: going to win the national title. We'll <laughs> be back right after this, I guess. Three more hours and terrible. we get to see them do this again, I guess. My favorite was when Britt Musburger was so disappointed that uh, we just won the national championship because he clearly had Auburn. And but at was, least that, that was that was a financial implication. So you that kinda... was a financial input. Yeah, that made me laugh so hard. And he's like, "That was the worst touchdown call in the history of touchdown <laughs> calls to win a close game for the national title." Yes. Yeah. And guess who? Florida State. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> like, yeah, the people listening to you, Brent, might not know that's Calvin Benjamin. You got to say his name. <laughs> guess think... who?
3: The big like, freak. To...
2: Oh, they threw it to the big yes, freak absolutely. again. Yeah. Great! Look at that. Imagine that. It shouldn't even be fair that he's out there. This is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, exactly. not to uh, not to question your uh, allegiances, but have you read any of the Twitter questions or has it all been
3: Facebook? Oh, no,
2: no. I read oh, a ton I of the did. Twitter oh, questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I
3: did. And
2: Indeed. also, I just... I'd like to
3: say this. You shouldn't have read any of them because <laughs> he got them up an hour ago.
2: A full yeah, hour?
3: Yeah, got them a full hour before the show started. My Facebook question's been
2: up for two days. Ira, <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, not only did i do it i had a, I had this feeling that you were just peering at these twitter questions going when's he going to get to these and i didn't I, I just, so i didn't want to hear
0: it yeah so i just whatever. felt like they stepped up i i messed up i screwed up i'm gonna own it like the oklahoma coach i'm gonna own it okay And I, but they stepped up and they responded within that hour well and jeff ask,
3: ask one more and then we'll get out of here
2: well, no, I'm not asking anymore. Got we're getting out of here now. Oh. Yeah, oh, we're done. I we're tried, done. It, I, uh, I tried. You did everything you could. I got to a ton of them, man, more than I needed to. Uh, I did like that Matthew wrote after watching the regional, it's clear that Dr. Birch is in the wrong market. You get a U you for that ass.
0: Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, I guess if you want to be an orthodontist, you might want to. Yeah. Take it to <laughs>
2: Alabama, baby. Yeah,
3: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: Take to Alabama or Mississippi. <laughs> Appalachia. Yeah, yeah. anywhere in the Appalachians. That's right. For Irish Chappelle, who's in Oklahoma City, about to watch Florida State bring home the national title, and Corey Clark, who's in Atlanta, sitting on his couch. I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening. Everybody be well. <laughs>
1: Seminal headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio audio vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio Tallahassee Sports Monster.